It's been a long time, y'all. We are back. Welcome to another episode of the Florida Culture Podcast, soccer podcast for us, by us. We talk about the intersection of black culture and soccer. You got your your famous friends. Got your boy Grego here. You got TK on the ones and twos. We've got a good show for y'all tonight. Yo, thank, thank you guys for listening to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, all that, all that good stuff. It's been a good, uh, good month off, man. How you been, TK? Been doing well, man. Been doing well. It's been nice to uh, kick back and just kind of focus on nothing. I uh, had a good Labor Day. <laughs> I would have rather have been at the beach, you know, uh, staking the flag, getting some photos, soaking the rain, getting sunshine, the salt water, all the good things. But uh, just, uh, you know, happy uh, happy to hang out. Got to see my, my in-laws. So. It's, it's, been a, it's been a good break, man. Just been able to decompress. I think that's the, the key word here. Cool, cool, cool. Well, you know, we're, we're not doing anything too heavy. We want to recap on things that we that we missed while we were gone. You know, what, what, what happened? Champions League final. Messi tried to leave. Everything. Uh, Barcelona. Um, uh, and then, then here on the home front, Pity's gone. Pity yeah. gone. That fellow was like, uh, we'll take it. I'll take that back. Thanks very much. And you know, since Pity's gone, you know, there's only one person that we could bring back for for this episode. You know, his Pity Martinez's biggest fan. You know, the the, the door is knocking oh, right oh, now. Oh, oh, oh. oh! You said his name, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, <laughs> Beetlejuice. Hey, I'm back, man. What's up, fellas? Yo, big Ringo, right. what is happening, man? Man, what's up, everybody? Ringo, I'm the Ralph Trezvan of the group, you know, <laughs> my sensitivity, but I'm back, you know, I had to come back and reunite with the boys when I heard Pinty Martinez is taking his ass back. He's taking his ass out, out east, man. He's gone, man. <laughs> oh, man, I was like, you mean Nicholas? I saw that, man. Nick- Nicholas? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this guy, man. <laughs> man, listen, oh, oh, I Betty? saw that thing. I was like, there's only one person. Like, we got, we, like, we got to get Rudo back up on here. You know, uh, how they're everything they're going, man. In summer, summer, you've been schooling with the kids. You've been at home. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, doing the same thing all y'all been doing, man. Been in the house, the house board, watching uh, the MLS back tournament. Top five. You know, you know, top five, you know, ish, ish, you know, 2020 is a watch. Yeah, you know, 2020 gonna have that asterisk on it, man. It's gonna be like when Reggie Bush, when Reggie Bush won that title, man. It's gonna always go to asterisk going forever, man. 2020 is just that season, unfortunately. Man, but no, man, like it's it's been, you know, it's been a good time off. Let's like I said, let's catch up on some things. Of course, the the I think the biggest thing globally, we went like a whole two weeks of like is Messi gonna leave Barcelona and you know cause we, of course we saw ha- what happened with the Champions League course uh, Bayern Munich ended up uh, winning the final this is like the sixth Champions League title uh, victory and I think did we miss the 8-2? I think we did so that 8-2 I don't think I've ever seen Barcelona get smacked like that 
like ever. Like I've I've been watching for like a good almost fifteen years now. You know, because it's gone through like Ronaldinho, Eto, Javi and Iniesta, Puyo, Messi, Neymar, Suarez, Henri. Ain't never smacked. Got smacked eight two. Got yeah. no. What did they say? The last time Barcelona lost that bad was like in the thirties. I think they yeah. said it was like before the common era. So it was like no one really remembers that. So back when Franco was 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 beating her ass. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so it's. I mean, Barcelona just like every club, they have to go through their woes, man. And it's what's interesting about world football today is that everybody has money now. TV deals are global. So everyone, so uh, like Barcelona always had that ability to track players because they could write the blank checks. So it was like, they can sign anybody and bring them in and make it happen. It's not as easy anymore because these guys are like, you know, I'm not about to go to the media circus that's down there. So it's like, why put up with that when I can stay in Germany and make the same amount of money and things like that. So that's going to be the tough part for Barcelona. What is Barcelona's identity today? Yeah, especially since, um, you know, the money is not as good as it used to be. And, you know, they're they're running low on cash. And, like, that was one, like, I thought that, if anything, they would let Messi go just because, hey, they need the cash. Like, like I said, they're running on fumes. And I think that if there was ever a moment to do it, it might have been now. Now, of course, nobody wants to leave on a – uh, no, as sour as eight to two, but if you know if you got to go ahead and cut bait, you got to go ahead and cut bait. Cause it's not like he hasn't you know served his time, and you know like he's he's been a, a, a faithful servant of, of Barcelona since he was what 12, 13. You know like they brought him straight from uh, Argentina, and so. But see, I knew it was going to be weird when Messi had to go out there and promise a title to the fans. Like, I was like, this ain't going to be their season. Remember the beginning of the season? Messi got he yeah. went out there, Camp New, and was like, yo, this is the year. I'm going to bring a trophy back to the camp. And I was just like, yo, that don't even sound like Messi. Like, he's he's not that guy. Well, he's, like, he's never been that, 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 that real vocal guy where it's like, like even though, like, uh, he, uh, he got named captain and everything, like, that's never really been his thing. Like, like even like Argentina, like it's never been like, you know, a big rah-rah type of thing. It's, I think it's been more so, you know, lead by example, which is cool too. But like when you got to, you know, try to galvanize people and, you know, motivate them and just, you know, pick them up. Not everybody's, you know, you know, does that type of deal that that type of way. And uh, I think, of course, things got, things were still close before, before COVID hit. And then after COVID, it's like Barcelona, uh, no, uh, Real Madrid just like what bum rushed through everybody in um, La League and, and closed that up pretty quick. What you got, TK? It's kind of mad. I wish you uh, see Messi leave that thing. But, um, you know, things don't always go as planned. Uh, he had to get on his soapbox, uh, you know, a little statement about um, the, the owner lying, essentially. That were breaking his promise, I guess was his, his words. But um I, I think it's just I don't know, I'm I'm just looking at it from the aspect of or the perspective rather that we're the the world of football is missing a great thing with Messi not leaving Spain, you know, like he, mm-hmm. to see him in another league would be just fantastic. And you know, I all credit to him, but 
you got to to be considered the best in my humble opinion i think you got to do it in at least like three leagues and i'm not saying ronaldo has done that but at least he's set the example of yep. challenging himself continuously throughout his career and <laughs> you know I, I i see at least i don't know messi no, I, mean, like I, I totally get it trying to drag totally his team trying to drag yeah. his team still to the I think, top I, and it, like on the pedestal it, so it was exciting. Um, I think Messi Messi should have drug it out a little bit longer. I think he should have LeBroned it. Like Messi should have like yeah. fucked with the media and been like on planes, like in Manchester. Like Messi should have flown to LA. Like I if I was Messi, nah. I was I was you know, I would have made Barcelona sweat. Like even though Barcelona had Messi by the balls because of that contract, I still would have right. been like, yo, like fuck somebody about to pay. So, so I'm about to go. Yeah, Man City was about this close. This they was about this close to like, hey, we like we we got a deal ready. What was and the they, release? What was the release clause for Messi? Like nine hundred million dollars? Like like right around like right around eight hundred, and it's like because they the the courts ruled that uh, that he didn't exercise his clause in time, even though of course I think that's bullshit. They tried to just make sure that that Messi didn't leave for free. And I think that if they were really about keep keeping a whole buck, they would have still just said, "Hey, we understand you want to leave. We just can't let you leave for free, though. Like you got, we got to work something out to where we can at least get something back. Because like, there's no way in the world you're gonna let an all-time player like that leave just for nothing. Like for that would have been yeah. wild. I, you know, the ro- the romantic in me like of football would say that would be the right thing to do. Right. Messi was, you know, a child of your academy. He's won you multiple titles and things like that. And it's like, hey, Messi, go be free. You know what I mean? And that would be like the Jimmy nice room. Right. But, you know, that's the younger me would have thought. But, like, you know, as an adult, I'm like, man, it's economics. Get your, get it, your, get your chips. Yeah. It's like, get your money. So it, it's messed up. I was really excited. The, the Manchester City deal, um, just Manchester City flexing their muscles and saying, yo, we got it, was like, that should have fucking shit shivers up every Premier League team. <laughs> like yeah, because like you know, of course they 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 get they got off with the financial fair play shit. So like, and I actually didn't even realize that they're actually not even enforcing it this year. So it's like, bruh, like you, like the like if there's ever a moment for that to happen, this would have been it. But yeah. you know, we, we we got we got one more year. Like he he did do like the 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 decision thing. Um, like LeBron, um, when he said he was going to come back, he had like the little the the room with the with the interviewer. He was like. Okay, I stay. I stay at Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> it's so anticlimactic, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, on top of that, man, he scapegoated his kids in the process, and you can call it what you want, but that's exactly what he did. Um, and you know, that's that's, but, that's a move you got to make sometime. We, we, the best of us know. But, but but there was one thing during the, um while watching the Champions League that that I missed that we missed that I wanted to make sure that we touched on Alfonso Davies. That mm. bug, look, little brother blew up through the stratosphere yeah. against Barcelona. Like for those of y'all who saw it, he had this one run um, going down the going down the left. I mean, blew by. I want to see at least five guys uh, had a, had a nice dribble, came all the way up to the um, to the line by the keeper, and then dished it off for for assisting the goal. I was like. There's nobody out here that can that can run like that. 
Nah, man, there's a, there's a lot of young guys in MLS that could do that. Just looking for the opportunity on that global stage. <laughs> you know what? I, like ever since then, I've been paying more to struck by our, 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 our boy Bello because like Bello be like he got some wheels on him. He shows flashes. Yeah, Bello's, yeah, yeah. He's just undisciplined. Yeah, you know. Uh, of course, we'll get into that in the second half of the show. And uh, but like you can see, like. I've definitely paid attention a lot more to the younger kids in MLS because, like, you could definitely see where it's like they're taking more chances. And of course, uh, Davies he came up through Vancouver, and like, it's 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 crazy to really think about the fact that this kid's just nineteen, mm-hmm. nineteen. Like mm-hmm. he was like he just had his debut with the Whitecaps. What three years ago? Yeah, twenty sixteen. Like yeah, not yeah, six, yeah. 65 appearances, eight goals. Like he was just entering the game at that point. Life is just starting. Yeah. <laughs> like that's just wild when you think about it. It's like you go from, you know, of course, it's still pissing me off that he's a, that he's a left back, but the fact that he's just blowing up and like I said it's just a matter of four years. I'm like, you like look at that, they pitched to him as a kid. I'm like, the like that was just a couple <laughs> years ago. <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't even it wasn't even like ten years ago. No, it's like three. Like yeah. he's young as shit. Like he still, I think he still got his braces. Like like he is a baby. But no, he, I think he got the braces off. I feel like uh, I saw them last year. But I, feel, mm. I don't know. I'm gonna have to fact check that one. Either way, but, um, huge congratulations to the kid. Uh, you know that's an astounding way to start your career, especially your first year at such a such a huge club as Bayern. You know that's yeah. just um. Just a great way to kick off yeah. your career. I think it, he, it, he can go anywhere after this. It, 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 that's exactly it, TK. Uh, he can go anywhere, and it's good that Byron is successful right now because mm-hmm. you you know you kind of look at um, Christian Pulisic. Everyone kind of compares those two. Right. You know, those are the up and coming stars. You know, within the Concacaf systems from Canada, United States. Mm-hmm. So it's just like um, you know Pulisic. You know. When Dortmund started falling, you know, Pulisic started losing the opportunities. So, you know, that's going to be pivotal for Davies' career in the Canadian national team is that as long as Byron's successful, he's going to continue to, you know, shine. So right. it's good for CONCACAF, man. It's good for MLS. That's what I and, say. And, and another good look um, for CONCACAF, um, our kid uh, Weston McKinney. Like, he's getting a loan this year at, um, at, at Juventus. Of course, it's Italy. At, it's Juventus. Like they have the option to buy, I think, as well, um, for like 14 mil or something. Yeah, that's great, man. There's a there's a a bunch of chess pieces we could say moving as far as uh, American players are concerned within the the greater span of Europe, uh, especially this particular transfer window. So, uh, you know, that's just exciting to see. Yeah, I think it connects to like the young guys you were saying earlier, like how you feel like you've been paying attention, like. Folks like Bello could, you know, potentially make that that jump. They could they see now people from MLS who mm-hmm. have made the jump and then now have achieved uh, the success yeah. at yeah. The, the highest level. Yeah, got so, all this potential, and then we got to come back to you. Got to come back and play for a Nash team for. for yeah. at, Relax, man. <laughs> yeah, man. We, our our time hasn't started yet. We give Berhalter. It just came out the day that um <clears throat> yeah qualifiers they got pushed back to to March so we got mm-hmm. we got a minister like you know the players they all got time to get healthy get informed figure out their placement on their teams whether it's MLS or Europe you know so hopefully 
you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But there was, uh, of course, uh, uh, in the meantime, uh, Barcelona, they did hire a new coach, uh, Ronald Cumming. He, uh, Cumming, he uh, coached at Everton, Ajax, repping the, the orange. <laughs> yo, yo, I told y'all, like, now you're coming out with, like, the massive drip um, this year. And this just came in the mail, matter of fact, today. So, you know, it's, it's, it looks as good as, as I thought it would. And, yeah, Craig, I, I think I, you missed that little that little plastic tag. It's the one that's poking. It's, it's like right above the the check. Yeah. Oh, boo! <laughs> boo! <laughs> they always stick you. <laughs> Walk them into that one. <laughs> no, nah, like, um, but no. What? Of course, you know we're still dealing with COVID, and um, uh, right now Neymar got caught COVID in, in Ibiza. Mbappe, uh, Mbappe hey. caught COVID, like nasty. And, 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 nasty. Mind you, and mind you, Europe's actually at the point now where they're actually having international games again. So like they're mm-hmm. they're moving forward, but you know, of course that leads me to you know, our I, I think that we find the one thing to bring United and City together is chasing women during COVID. <laughs> Your boy, your boy got it. Hey, he, man. Got, he got the it's, Roni. It's it's hard to turn down them Icelandic eyes. They just be looking at you. Yo. I, I'm gonna add the effect right here. <laughs> <laughs> so Bill Fodden, Manchester City, and Mason Greenwood of uh Manchester United. Of course, they're playing right now with the England national team, or at least they were. So they <laughs> got me. they got they they got sent home over the weekend because you know they tried to you know you know slide a little Icelandic. I don't know what ice I don't know what ass is in in, in Icelandic. So, but yeah, you try to get that ass, and it's like no, we're, we're, you're still you're still sheltering, even though we're traveling. You're still sheltering. This is a bubble. Yeah, yeah. and you know they're they're, they're kids. They're kids. That, that that's that's the excuse that we're to give them. Like they're kids. You know, not a good look, man. <laughs> if you're you're gonna be a professional, professional. You can't use both excuses at the same time, you know. They're kids, so they're professionals. Like, I can what? imagine the DMs these these young professional kids get. Like, like you can imagine what's in their DMs right now. It's come through. It's, Nobody it's, know. Nobody right? No, know. it's like boom, picture, and they're like, "Sure, come on, I'm in this hotel." <laughs> I was like, "No, Here, but, no," because like you heard about the the guy who uh, was playing for the Seahawks, right? Yeah. Like he got cut. Cause he tried to slide in some some booty up in the, in the whole term. Like he tried to dress her up as a as yeah, a whole ass yeah. player. As a player, I'm like, <laughs> bro. How do we do that? Cameras suck, and they still caught his ass. <laughs> they was like, come on, he's wearing heels. What are we doing? <laughs> like, is this like something you want to tell us? I know it's off topic, but man, respect the NBA, man. They are maintaining this bubble. Like they, they got families mm-hmm. coming in now. They're like they're making it work. They're they're making it work, like like more power to them, and you know they 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 still no no nobody's tested positive, nobody has you know raised a whole lot of trouble and shit. Like they they so done you're it right. Saying we need a line, a hotline, a, a t- I'm a tip, tip off. I'm <laughs> right, <laughs> man. The is story that, that- <laughs> is that what the NBA did. Yeah, they did. They they said, "Hey, tell on each other." It's like let someone know if someone's doing wrong. Yeah. Hold hey, on. Did, did put a snitch on um on Dwight Howard? I think, I think so. it was Dwight Howard. Like, like someone's like, "Yo, like 
I'm trying to go ahead and sneak some shit over here, man. Like, trying to break why y'all dry bubble. snitching, man? Why y'all dry break, snitching? Trying to break the hey, bubble, man. Hey, England, take notes. Take notes. <laughs> <laughs> That's but all no. I got to say. <laughs> and, and, of course, I think I'll be remiss before we go on break. Um, Harry Maguire. Um, like, so did he get in a fight in Greece? Or, like, what the hell? Like, yeah. he just... Sounds like he definitely got upset. He definitely got kicked in the leg. He definitely tried to tell somebody that he was Harry Maguire. <laughs> I'm Harry Maguire. <laughs> hey, hey, the, BR, the BR Sports animation is fantastic in <laughs> that guy. All I can just keep up thinking of um, the there's a South Park episode with Russell Crowe and Tugger. Like, hey, you, you I'm fighting Negroes. <laughs> <laughs> but Yo, like we we hey we managed to you know he he's out of jail you know um we're we're still mostly healthy even though like Papa caught COVID but I need to speak on behalf of Manchester United fans everywhere I don't care what y'all say that third kiss drip <laughs> what yes. hey, yeah yeah TK you hear that yes. that. Drip. So now, mind you, <laughs> now mind you, we almost had a meltdown on Friday because we tried to come out saying like, you know, we, we going for those of y'all who haven't seen y'all seen on on the YouTube, like they try to like have like the whole zebra pattern from like head to toe. Oh, with the socks, like, yeah, yeah. They were like, we alert, alert, alert. down we're, to the socks. We're not wearing the socks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I was like, we can do that. Like that. Like we'll we'll, hey. we'll never let that one down. <laughs> Man, honestly. That kit is ugly. It only looks good on black people. Like I've been you looking. You have to have the right swag for it. You listen, have to have the right swag. Listen, I have been looking all over social media, and white people look nuts in it. And black people are like, okay, yeah, like, we can like, do it. It's like we can okay, do it. white people look nuts in the zebra print. The only white guy, only white guy I've seen it that actually does any anywhere near close to it is Beckham. I'm like, but it, it, most people ain't Beckham. So there you go. <laughs> no, nah. This is like tatted head to toe. Yeah, yeah, that's what you need. You need a full sleeve for it to work. Other than that, you need double sleeves. You know, probably a little something coming up the neck, more than likely. Right. And that's not about the only way it's going to work. Otherwise, one piercing. You need to be black. You need to be black. Just, yeah, you know, Nike <laughs> intentionally. I'm not going to say intentionally, but intentionally, <laughs> they 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 place the ads uh, or the the people for those uh, those third jerseys pretty well they, they knew who looked better in that jersey <laughs> who was going to appeal better uh they they used the culture for sure uh, oh, yeah. in this case but honestly but, um, man i think they kind of fucked up all across the board or almost they fucked up but you know like it just wasn't their best um i was having this discussion with someone else earlier this uh this afternoon and like why can't they do something along the lines of even if they're gonna say this is someone's job nike go design like mm-hmm. 10 kits and then present them to the club to choose. Like, why can't there be some sort of funnel where you have a fan submission and then you have votes or you have even just fans voting on what the finalists that the, you know, the designers so, have so already. You're, so you're saying they should be calling me for my culture drops and just saying, Hey, I go mean, ahead, just pull up. <laughs> there's tons of people like you who are talented and who will, you know, design different it, styles of it, jerseys and things of the nature. So it's because people are, it's these companies are lazy. They work with the same firms. We're going to see this same kit in MLS in the next three years. 
It's gonna exactly. be like it, it's gonna be like a Vancouver Whitecap kit. And, you know what I mean? So it's just it's just laziness, and it's just entirely too much liability and stuff like that to get fans to design things. Um, oh, 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 trust and believe, because like um, you know, while we've been on break, my my jersey game's been 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 restocked, so y'all gonna see some new stuff while while um these next few weeks. You know, we're glad to to, to be back, but yeah. Um, are you are you repping um Crystal Palace this, this year, uh, TK? No, <laughs> <laughs> the conflicted no. side. <laughs> so, so like I'm on the Chelsea uh, Chelsea chat earlier today. We're, we're discussing this. It's a pretty ugly kit, but the thing is, like we had like an inclination that it would look something along the lines of this from the leaks earlier in the in the summer. But the thing is, if you Go back in the history, and this is probably across the board with most clubs. You'd probably think that the design 20, 30 years ago was kind of shit. Like, ah, eh, that wasn't mm-hmm. really great. You know, oh, Umbro right. really wasn't hitting, or whoever wasn't hitting. Um, so, with that being said, who knows how we're going to feel about this in 20 years? Mm-hmm. I'm open and, and, that, to that. and that's, that's you know, that, and that's exactly why uh, I probably will end up getting that United case. Like, it's going to be a collector's item. Like, hey, remember that one year we no, went no, by no, the no, wild? No, 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 no. I disagree. I, I totally disagree because the difference, huge difference between now and 20 years ago from this point in time currently uh-huh. and 20 years in the future, looking back on this point in time currently, is that the produced number of jerseys are, is totally going to be unproportionate. Yeah. You're going to have knockoffs from China, Thailand, Sri, uh, Sri, Sri Lanka. I mean, it's going to yeah. be rampant. And you're then like, you're gonna have what authentic. the club puts out. So this one's this one's got the numbers in in the print. <laughs> it, it, it won't matter. Like 30, 20 years ago, it was only Umbro putting that out. There were there were no knockoffs. Mm-hmm. So if you found yeah. that one of five thousand, you know that was that was it. Good. There's it's gonna be one of fifty thousand this time around. Yeah. Till this day, I'm still looking for a Where's Waldo U.S. soccer kit, like U.S. national team kit. Like Who? can't the the Where's Waldo <laughs> kit, man? I, I loved it. Yeah. Yo, like I think looking back at that, well, especially like that one, and I, I think the wagers that came out that year with the with the with the blue and the white sleeves, like at at the moment, I did I wasn't that crazy about it. But then, like looking back and seeing what Nike's done since then, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I should have gone ahead and got that one. Yep. <laughs> had a little bit foresight. So Nike is teasing us. So they have a t- a Nike. They have a dry fit shirt. Mm-hmm. Looks just like the Waldo jump, but it's a dry fit shirt. So it's just like, man, they know that people want it and they playing with this, man. But I like, I honestly, I like Chelsea's kids. I like both of them. I like the three. You know, I think it's a, they're missing the opportunity to get a chance to rap or doing some sponsorship with them. Like, you know, like the three on it is dope. And like the red and white, like it's, it's, it's different. It's, it's, all, it, it's, it's all fun and games until you know they get beat three 0 and it's like how how many games y'all? How uh, oh, that's, today? oh, that's gonna three. suck the first game y'all lose three 0 That's gonna be. Oh, we've already had that. <laughs> yeah, we already we've already done it. That was thanks to the the early you know premiere of the the jersey for the end of the league. But I do think what's gonna be funny is like obviously Chelsea's moving boulders this, this summer transfer uh, window. And the thing is, that three that everyone's making fun of and enjoy it while you can now, it's going to become an iconic jersey because we're going to win trophies in it. Like, it, well, we're going to be on that next week because, you know, of course, this, the season starts this this, this week and, and next week. The season we're starts on Monday our, for me. <laughs> you know, 
but, uh, but no, you're, yeah. you're absolutely right. No, it, it, it'll be interesting. I think it's going to be a, a slow start. Um, Crystal Palace is making moves right now. They they got a, or actually, Everton, bogey team of the year, calling it right now. Okay, okay. But yeah, we're going to we're gonna be right back. We're going to pay a quick bill. I'm going I'm to get my damn plug from my damn uh, laptop. But yeah, we're going to talk. Most favorite player. We're going we're gonna to talk about, you know, the home team. So we'll be right back. Stay with us. And we are back. Back. So, Ringo. What's up, man? It's good. It's good. It's good to see your face. Like you got a nice camera and everything now. Like you know, you don't you don't make up you don't make upgrades. I went and put makeup on for this moment, man. (laughs) You know, I've been waiting for this day that you know the pity experiment is over. Yeah, I'm happy. So let's 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 rewind real quick because. Of course, uh, of course, you've been gone during the summer. You so you missed the boar um, leaving, and now Pity's gone. Like who would have thought? Given all the bullshit between those two, the past year and a half, they end up being both gone. Like basically, like within a month of each other. Like this is like, like stroke. We had all this smoke, and then suddenly, listen. You gotta res- you gotta respect the, um, the 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 balls. I don't know how to say it in England. The balls of Darren Eels to like you know uh, orchestrate this, and it's like you bring in Frank DeBoer. You know, it, Frank DeBoer kind of came in. He wasn't the guy that you wanted, but he came in with a pedigree. He came in coming from the the Ajax system, so we thought we was gonna get some of that, and it was gonna be amazing. And then we had Pitsy come in, South American Player of the Year. Um, I was hoping it was going to be a playmaker to kind of fill in the void that Al Marone was leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, having both of them come in and it just didn't click. And, you know, uh, Darren Eels is saying like, yo, we got to we got to let it go. This isn't who we are. And like he said, it was like, you know, they came in. We were successful with them, sort of. But it just wasn't it. So let's let them leave and let's continue with the Atlanta United chapter three, four, wherever you were in. So. Mm. Got, I'm, I'm giving you the spotlight here. Yeah, this is your this is your your moment here. What has been your your assessment of pity during these last year and a half? Like I said, so this is your boy. This is this is, this is your, your your pet project here. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, pity Martinez, man. He was the guy, man. He was a high school star. And, you know, his small town, small D1 school, you know, he had all the reports talking about him, things like that. He was going to be like the next Tom Brady. He gets into a D1, you know, SEC team and like he just can't throw the ball. Like he's like he, he doesn't have the arm that everyone thought he has. He, he's always getting sacked in the in the box. And it's just it, it, he just wasn't that guy. And that's what Pity Martinez was like. And you look at his career in Argentina. Yeah, he was successful, but it was it was where he was at that right. made him shine. Um, I used to have a manager that said, like, yo, what do you call the white speck on shit? It's, you know, it's still shit, but it just stands out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that was Pity Martinez. He just wasn't that good of a player. And then he came into MLS, like, 
and he just wasn't quite. He was in his head the whole time he was here. He, he I, I actually do firmly agree with that. And, and he never, like, in my opinion, he never really gelled with the team. Like, you know, when like all the players prior years, especially the South American players, they all hung out together. They kind of had a click, and Pity mm-hmm. really never kicked it with them like that. So it, it seemed like he never was part of the team, and he was always in his head, and just kind of it was just constantly just failure after failure with Pity Martinez. Yeah, mm-hmm. like everyone says, like yeah, he won us the U.S. Open Cup. I appreciate that. That's an amazing. He was part of the Campeones Cup winning team. Mm-hmm. That was huge. But the thing was, the amount of money that we paid for him, he just never stepped up to it, the consistency stepped yeah. up, and yeah. that was a problem with it. Like the amount of fifteen million dollars, you got to be consistent. Yeah, and I mean, he was just as consistent as Barco. Yeah, because like because uh, he might be on the way out as as well. Uh, Fiorentina and Sevilla has been um been chasing him. Uh, but I, I, I look at it like this. Um, I think that at the end of the day, I think we sold um pity on the idea of of Tata Martino, and I don't think that and that goes to show you like like. What what happened with Tata kind of caught everyone by surprise because they, if you go back to uh, to 2018, the rumors about Pity were coming even before the season even ended. Like before, like even our podcast started, like they was like, "Hey, you already got our replacement for Amaran coming." Like we got it lined up, and then next thing you know, playoffs hit. Just like okay, Tata's leaving, and I think that the deal was already done, and and then. You you sell the guy on one thing, you get he gets here. It's like, who the fuck this? Who this? Yeah. <laughs> and 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 just having to gel, you know, you're having to sell him now on the idea of okay, you're not going to get Tata, you're going to get the board. You know, he's he's done well in your you know in some places, but you know he's kind of regaining his his um his name as well. And I do think. Especially with how the home team has done since um, they started back up, I think it's made more clear that the team sucks. <laughs> I mean, it, it, yeah, it, it's we sold a lot of our team a lot. to make to make sure that we were able to have Pitti, Barco, and Joseph Martinez on the pitch together at all times. So yeah. we had to free up. We are salary cap league. We had to get rid of a lot of players to make this happen. The problem is, though, like you just said, Frank DeBoer's style of play just didn't match what these players played at. So it just – what the tactics that he was trying to get done, it just didn't work. Yep. And, you know, into the simplest thing, man, you never want to be the guy that replaces the guy. Like you look at every sports team in history, like, you know, managers as well as players. You know, Frank DeBoer was required to replace Tata Martino. Tata won us a trophy. So everything Frank did was going to be held, is going to be under a microscope. Right. Pitti came in and the media, it's the club, honestly, the club's fault for trying to compare Pitti and uh, Al Marone. It, mm-hmm. we, so everyone was thinking Al Marone was so flashy. He did this and he, like he ran that until the last ounce of him just to get to that last ball. And when yeah. Pitti didn't do that, everybody was like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Who does he think he is? And, you know, and that was the failure on both Pitti and Frank DeBoer. And they're going to have to look in the mirror at themselves and be like, oh, but who knows? He may go over to Saudi Arabia and light it up. 
Yo, he about <laughs> like, he 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 about to get the bag out, out, out of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> like, if nothing else, he's gonna go over there to like uh, he got sold to Al Nasser for eighteen million. I think he's about to make like six times what he was making here. Like, yep. I think I think I'm pretty sure that you know within two years he'll be back at River Plate and he'll have a stack for for his family and you know it'll 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 be good good for him. But I think that I think in the end there it. I think it made sense to do go ahead and just do it now because with the way the season was going, it's not like, especially at his age, I think he's 26, one on 27. Yeah. He, he's not, his value is not going to get much higher than what it is right now, given how things are going. And, it's petering. It's yeah. petering. Yeah. And plateau. Hey, man. I, I can't even remember if I, if I said it on the pod or not, but the thing about pity is he had the promise much like the analogy that that ringer gave and you know to a d1 quarterback you know came did all the right things growing up was all the always the star but couldn't put it on the you know the performance on the field when he got to the spot to replace the guy to be mm-hmm. the man and the mm-hmm. thing is ever since then his entire time at Atlanta United he's only been a spurtsy player at best it really has. that that can't be your dp that can't be the south american player of the year you can't walk around with those those titles on your back and and perform the in the manner in which he did and then on top of all that to just like his icing it was just like petulance and i I just i I can't get down with that man i I couldn't be happier to see the back of him honestly i'm I'm getting a little fed up with barco but that's not even gonna um illustrate my point is the fact that pity had zero um, zero place he could go as far as his ascension. Um, yeah. From what he's done in South America to what he did in MLS, there's absolutely zero place to go. And I, I you yeah. know, I couldn't. There's no way he would have went to any of the top five leagues in Europe. Um, so for I him think to he get a deal, it, it wouldn't have been China, where he wanted to go. Honestly, dude, I don't I, think that they, there's U.S. youngsters that I think they would have picked up before they did pity straight I up. Agree. True. I, I, True. I agree. I, and like you, like TK, like you're saying with Pity, his attitude here in Atlanta was like, he was always like, I'm better than this. I'm better than being here. He's like, he treated Atlanta like it was a, like a pit stop. You know what right, I mean? To right. get to where he wanted. And he never came in to, like Almiron came through kind of with the same intentions. Like, like it, compare both of them, their legacy. Almiron was like, yo, I'm trying to get to Europe. Yo, mm-hmm. I'm about to go light it up in Atlanta. And he did that. Exactly. And Pity, like, he Pity didn't do that. Like, Pity wasn't smiling. He was always angry. And like I said, like, he threw <laughs> temper tantrums. He threw yeah. fucking 27 years old throwing temper tantrums. And it's like, bro, you got to, like, what is, he ended He ended his stint at Atlanta United. Um, 54 games, 11 goals, 14 assists. So it was like, it was okay. He had an okay career in Atlanta. But, but I mean, he never gave himself the, to the people, though. You can see, that, like, that, yeah. that, that's has thing. temper tantrums. Like, uh, LGP had temper. T- a lot of players have temper tantrums on the field. Whatever, have at it. But it's how you give yourself to the what you give back. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 not only it's what you one give thing out. when it's because, like, of course, they used to always talk about like how uh, Joseph used to just rip his ankle tape off before he'd even like leave the pitch if he ever got subbed off. But you never had to question his effort, mm-hmm. and I think that with with pity it was always like, yeah, like you're mad and everything, but you're not really going all that hard. Like you're basically keeping it seventy, 
you know, for the majority of the time that you're on the pitch and you want to, mm-hmm. you wonder why people aren't giving you the kind of love that they would for shit. People still give love for, for Assad. He was here for one year. Like, yeah, right. Like, I mean, look like, at Jurgen like, Dam. He's like just posting pictures in front of like Atlanta, like staples, yeah. and people are like showing him more love than pity, bro. Yeah. Like, you know? I know, I know we'll get into it, but Dom, yeah, is he's that guy. He's the third guy. He's like, all right, we hated the second guy so much. I think Dom is, he's, his agent is really good because he's like, he's doing the good things that people are like, I really like this guy. It's mm-hmm. like, I want to see what mm-hmm. he does and things like that. And, you can Dom's, tell he wants to be here. Yeah, it, it, but see, Dom's taking the Almarone approach. He's like, I'm, I'm going to be here for a shorter period of time and to get to where I want to be. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I'm going to light it up or do what I can so that people love me. So yeah. you know, pity. You know, it's just it just happens, man. Every club has that one player that you know what is it called? It's the faint to fade to the delight, man. It's just that. So yep, fade we get we chuck them deuces to pity and we move on. But to where? where? What do we move on to? Like, what is Atlanta's identity? Barco. We we'll had to figure it out. <laughs> Bar- season. Hey. Like, we we lost we lost to Orlando, bro. Brooks, Brooks Lennon, like Brooks Lennon's the future. Nah, man, we, we he's, a, he's a yo. side piece too. So <laughs> while we were gone, and 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 shit actually still holds up. Orlando doesn't win in front of fans because they they finally beat us, but it was in front of nobody. And then they we went back down to Orlando. They had fans down there, and they gave it up at the last minute to us. Hey, Orlando, I'm just saying, no fans. <laughs> Something going no on fans. here. <laughs> I mean, we, we did lose to Orlando, but just in that, that perspective for the scope of MLS and, like, that rivalry, mm. man, like – there's really nothing in it. Like, obviously, Atlanta's in a huge transition year. Uh, Orlando is in the beginning of a building year, so they're they're now starting to see, you know, the pieces that they've added to their, their team like, you know, start to actually accumulate something. We talked about it in the tournament, you know, like you know, uh, Correa, uh, he came from Dallas. Like, he actually, you know, he's done well with what's what's there, and like I think that, of course, he went through like um, Jason Christ. And um, mm-hmm. uh, Heath up in uh, Minnesota, he was their first coach. Like they, they went through coach after coach after coach. Twice and went out, right? I think, I think so. Brought, yeah, I think they brought him and, back. <laughs> and like each time, it was like we just it was wouldn't it wouldn't get right. I think they finally have found someone that has given them the type of foundation that they need. And you know, they're not doing half bad. Like you know, we, you know, you got to call a spade a spade and be like, you know, they're actually progressing and um for once and um so and we're the ones trying to figure out you know what what's going to happen in the off season because you know the way things are right now i think we're going to be looking very different come next year but um before we before we uh, uh wrap up here go up to two up to down of course we had to hit the the, the racism counter while we were uh, on break Deloy Hansen up in, uh, <laughs> up in uh, Real Salt Lake. This dude fucked up so hard, he got to sell the team. Like, <laughs> hey, you really want to know what this is? I'm because like, there's lots of people like him fucking up to that that degree. But yeah. I'd like to just really, really like, I'll damn near dedicate this up to the the athletic and the reporting there because that, wow. that's where this really all stems yeah. from. To be honest, yeah. Yeah, because they uncovered it, it wasn't the racism, 
That's what made him go. It was the sexism and misogyny is why he's gone. Because if he was just like, man, these Negroes, banana peel, if he did that, they're like, man, you know, he's old. This is, you know, this he's is Salt Lake. Way. Yeah, it's Salt Lake City. You know, there's like 0.2% black people. Ah. But then he starts talking about women and they're like groping women in the office. Yo, that just don't fly, man. We, it's not not in Me Too too. It's like Me Too Two's going on right now. It's like this, yeah. yeah so it's you know, my bad, man. I know, no, I know, no, no, the, no, I know no. the vibe has changed on the podcast. Oh no, you <laughs> but no, I, I, th- I think it's one of those hey, things where it's <laughs> exactly, and it's one of those things where. Cause like I, I I saw what happened there, and like I don't know if you guys have been watching everything's been happening with the Washington football team. They wanted to be FC so bad. I know they did. They did. <laughs> I, I, I bet somebody, some club, some Sunday League club owns Washington FC, <laughs> and they're like, "Where it's not worth the fight. <laughs> it's not worth the fight." But that um, guy, the paralegal, wherever <laughs> was yeah. about the, the hundred domain names. <laughs> but no, like, cause like uh, Dan Snyder, he's dealing with the same thing. Like, you know, that like he's they got people, uh, the cheerleaders especially, they've been accusing him of basically they've been making like private uh, calendars for for him allegedly, and <laughs> that they, they were like escorts for for season ticket holders. Like, like <laughs> I don't I don't see how. When wow. when they rename this team and it's the Red Tails or Red Red Wolves or whatever, I can't see how he's mad. He's oh, oh. I realize, hey, we actually got to be proactive and you know get this guy out of here. And like, mind you, I think that the reason why he was able to do it up there because it's Utah. You know, like you, it's, it's not like. DC or Atlanta, where there's a whole lot of whole lot of black people around to kind of check that shit. It's like you think, hey, I'm, I'm gonna go. I can get away with this up here because it's basically just white people. Uh, uh, yeah, man, he's he's and, living and real life Westworld. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. That's where they <laughs> yeah. that, that, it, it's shot out there, literally. <laughs> right. like, oh, I'm good with the people. I'm the director. Right. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like he he that that had to go. It's like now he's got to sell. Real Salt Lake, the USL team, and also the Utah Royals as well. So, get know, the bug out. And I, I'm just putting this bug out here right now because it's Salt Lake City. It's not the biggest market out there. I would not be shocked whatsoever if they're they're going to have to make a firm commitment to try to keep those teams there. Otherwise, they're like, you mean I can tell me I can go get a team out in Vegas real quick, bro? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. So like, like, listen, listen. What's the bag again? Listen, yeah. Don Garber, uh, the board of MLS, give the team to Josie Altador's group. We yeah. need, we need black ownership in this league. You guys want to be the Black Lives Matter shirts are cute and all, but uh, you know, actions, actions speak louder than words. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I can't get the. Uh, I, I can't. I can't get down with that. You know, I'd, I'd love to support the movement and the what they've shown as far as. Black Lives Matter, but for me, I, I have to actually see some sort of action where representation is the, being installed into these places, you know. Um, Especially this see that, a, a $25 shirt is just 20 bucks in your pocket and 25 it, out right. of mine. 
And they actually it's bring a really good shirt, though. It's a really it nice is. shirt. It, <laughs> it is. Cool. It is. It I, is. I, I, Grego, you got it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think, yeah, think yeah. Rigor has it as well. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up. Like I said, I, I've been shopping, man. I've been shopping. But, <laughs> um, but, um, but that actually, yeah. that, that actually does bring me to my to my first um, down and two ups down. But before we get up in that, did want to make one one major note um, regarding the passing of T'Challa, Black Panther. He uh, who passed away was it uh, two weeks ago from yeah. stage four colon cancer. Man, it's it's crazy like how you never know what people are dealing with. And I think the last few times that people saw him out in public, the last his last public appearance was at the All-Star weekend for the uh, slam dunk contest, looking mad skinny, you know, hair is kind of all over the place. And I, I, obviously he wanted to keep that private for – for his own personal reasons, and I totally ex- accept that. But I would have, I think, given the, the kind of impact that he had, I would have loved for him to have seen that type of impact that he had on the culture, because that was so far beyond just black people to basically have like the the biggest movie out there ever. People not thinking that that you could um, that you can get behind the all black cast. That you can have a, a black director like he changed the actual game, and to hear that he was he was fighting the battle for four years, like, and and given the amount of movies that he actually made in that time, Five Bloods, Forty Two, uh, uh, the James Brown movie, mm-hmm. uh, I, I should watch another one a couple uh, the other night, uh, Message to the King, like yeah, Message to the King, Twelve mm-hmm. Bridges, like he was making. Films with cancer, yeah. and those don't include any of the Marvel films. Yeah, yeah, and you gotta think about the other things that the films or pilots that like he did that just didn't get out yet. Yeah, you know what I mean. They may have scrapped, but it's you know, Greg. Sorry to cut you off. It's like you know, if no excuses was a person, was him. Like we're all tired. Like we all go through it, man. We're like, man, I don't want to do this. And like him passing made me think about things like that. It's like, man, you know, I don't feel like doing this or I don't want to do that. And he still did this and became a cultural icon when he was fighting for his life. Mm-hmm. It is right. it, it's crazy, man. A testament to him and testament to his camp, man. Like not once did this leak out. Yeah. Right. Right. Not one, like it, yeah, all in this, it. yeah, in this day and age, like things leak all the time. Mm-hmm. And no one knew, like directors he worked with, well, Ryan, uh, was this Ryan Cougar? It was like he had no idea he had cancer. Yeah, like He's that like, just blows my day. mind. It's that crazy. blows my mind that they were able to keep it that tight, especially you know in the last year or so. Because like even like in all the tributes that they've done since then, like you can even see it. Like even when you look at back at it now, like you start to get smaller and smaller and smaller, and it's like. Like I said, like he has his own reasons for, you know, keeping that intensely private, but just the amount of work that he was able to do and just give to, and just and be that giving in spite of all that, like that's incredible. Like, yeah, man, that's because that's what floored me in, in, in just in the in the immediate aftermath of that, just that like he he did Black Panther. 
Of course, he only had a little bit of up in Avengers Endgame. It's like, and then of course you think about all the other movies that he did. It was like, how in the world did he manage to keep that a secret, given that workload? Like that's just and juggling a family life. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. being a regular human. Yeah, yeah. sad like, man. It's it's incredibly unfortunate. You know, leave, you know, just forty three. You know, like we're we're not that far off in age, and it's just like, man. <laughs> Like that, that, that just hits you hard. That hits you yeah, hard. Man. You, know, yeah, you know, much love to all his family, all his friends, and everybody that's been affected. You know, by his passing. Because yeah, that 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 was that was a hard one. That was a real hard one. But yeah, but getting back into uh, uh to up uh, to down um uh the uh, first one um being like so there's, there's still more there's still more crazy. Of course, Jacob Blake. It's like. It's it's crazy like how we went from Ahmad Arbery and Breonna Taylor and you kind of cap off the summer with Jacob Blake. And we did all the tributes, we did all the kneels, we did all the you know t-shirts and armbands. You still we still getting popped. And I uh, November can't get here soon enough, but at the same time, shit, shit has to happen now. Like we, uh, it's like we can't afford to wait till November because we're still we're still getting shot. We're still we're still getting killed. Why not make you know? it to November? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and, I mean, here in Georgia, they're they're about to arrest a hundred thousand people for potentially accidentally double voting because of absentee ballots. They said these people did it intentionally. So it's like, who are they coming after? I mean, I mean, the man told North Carolina to go ahead and vote twice, you know, just to make sure. I'm like, it's like, the yeah. shit is just wild. But let me get on something positive real quick. Um, England and Brazil, uh, they announced uh, last week that uh, uh, moving forward, men and women on both national teams getting equal pay. What? And, and um, still waiting on the U.S. You know, for shit to change in you the know, USA. You know what like, they say? All rights reserved. Oh. Like. But yeah, like uh, I, I'm actually very surprised that Brazil made that move because, like, there's been a lot of talk that they just did support for women's soccer down there just was probably never going to happen. And of course, we saw last year at the Women's World Cup, Marta, you know, basically pleading for you know, for that next generation to thrive and move forward because, you know, she can't carry it forever. And, like, I'm hoping that, you know, with this, uh, they'll be able to, um, uh, you know, progress the women's game and more more women will be able to get involved. And maybe they, may, they, they might finally get, get a World Cup win. You know, you, you never know. So that way you have both the men and the women doing their thing. But, um, yeah, good on them. And just still waiting on the U.S. to get right. Catch um, on up with the rest of the world. And uh, last it, last thing for care. me, um, St. Louis. Uh, of course, that, that was another thing that came up. Um, they announced their their team name while we were on break. You got St. Louis City SC. Logo's a little funky and everything, but that's kind of besides the point right now. SC, 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 SC. But um, can't wait for those chants. Right, <laughs> you already know it. 
but like, I've already followed three YouTube pages, just waiting <laughs> on them to post. But um, as usual with most uh, teams that move up from USL to MLS, this means that the well, in this case, there is a separate USL team, and that they're going to be shutting down after this season. Um, you know, hey, just so y'all know, we did a pro rail episode while we were break. It's coming. Uh, we hey, did it. I, I we tuned did it. in. It was amazing. We did it. We did it. <laughs> we ain't dropped it yet, but it's coming. Um, I said we, we drop it next week. I'm not sure, but um, but yeah, oh. I, I I really want to get to a point where US if if USL is really serious about you know building their own product, they need teams in 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 MLS markets. There's just no way around it. I think from a marketing standpoint, from a viability standpoint, like you know you're. If, if your biggest market is like basically Tampa or Memphis, you're 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 still only going to be like right here, and you got to get into the New Yorks and LAs and you know, because it's not like you're having you're having to fill up twenty thousand seat stadiums. Like you barely got to fill up ten thousand seat stadiums. Like if you, you know, there is room for both in this ecosystem, and hopefully, you know. This type of stuff, you know, stops happening and USL is allowed to thrive and not just basically just once MLS comes, it's like, okay, it was nice. We out of here. Like, <laughs> we got to we have to do better. Um, if, if, if USL is serious about growing, they have to, you know, put their big boy pants on and say, hey, we, we deserve a spot here, too. And hopefully that, that that moves forward. Like I, we had a we had a big debate on on the socials with uh, Jason Davis and a bunch of other people who got up and got up and all that. And um, you know, there there has to be room for both worlds to coexist. It can't there just you be. Go. There you go. There's got to be room. Yeah. Yeah. Not in America, guys. It's only room for one top dog. Mm. You know, and and, and t- uh, top dog's fine, but you know, just like uh, we used in the pro episode, like. You you can still have one big team in the one city, and then have like a bunch of smaller teams in, in in the area, and you know you never know what what might happen. To those smaller teams, like one might grow and you know be big and everything. But do they do that in London? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I've been told. You know, you know, Crystal Palace, aka Chelsea. You know, hey Spain. guys. Guys, we fought a war against those countries for a reason, okay? <laughs> <laughs> can't go war. back now. I'm <laughs> not changing my ideology <laughs> for shit. For shit. But, it's um, America, damn it. I've done that's actually the problem, though. You were saying there's got to be there's got to be room, uh, you yeah. know, just to highlight that. But, but the ideology's got to change along with that to, to, exactly. to allow there to be room. Yeah. Exactly. Let me hop off my soapbox and um, let's, let's, let's get the superstar Ringo up, up, up on board. Oh, let me see if I still remember how to do this. All right, so say it's your thing. <laughs> I know it's, it's been a while. All right, so my up, um, I would like to say my up would be I want to shout out to um, we talked about it in the pre-production uh, Lovecraft Country. I'm not sure if you guys have seen it, but HBO has done a good job with two shows uh, with the Watchmen as well as Lovecraft Country of being able to explain and educate white people on black history by using science fiction and, you know, superhero shit to explain to them. So what's dope about Lovecraft country is they talk about sundown towns and they talk about the, the green book, the travel green book. 
So, like, if you are a fan of this show, you pretty much know what those things are. If you don't know what they are, just do your Googles real quick because they are how black people were able to survive in, in Jim Crow America and being able to avoid towns and um, to go to places where there's safe haven. So it's dope. It's a good show. The cast is amazing. Uh, I love it. Uh, my second up is I want to shout out to um, Oakland Roots. Like they were able to kind of survive with um, Nisa is a smaller club. Yeah, I mean, Nisa was a smaller league, fourth division, fifth division, however we want to call it in U.S. soccer. And they were able to leverage their brand and get kind of a global recognition. And now they're uh, announced they're going to be going to the USL championship, which is good. And it's good to get another, you know, sports team in Oakland that the people can get behind, which is which is awesome to hear about. Um, Greg, you kind of touched on it. You know, I'll, I'll double up on the downs with, um, you know, police brutality. You know, it's the media. They're going to they're going to constantly keep showing black people getting gunned down police between now and November. It's gross. Um, it, it, but it's it's smut. You know, it, it's snuff films and they continually will show it to black people and they'll show it to everybody just to get everybody riled up for Election Day. Like, you know, be smart about it. Donald Trump has nothing to do with the police officers that are shooting, you know, unarmed black men and women in this country. You know, local politics is what's important. You got to show up for local politics. Showing up for the presidency has little to do with your life. So, you know, it's it's bad that the media, you know, uses the death of black people to sell toilet paper. But that's kind of what we've fallen into in this country. And my second down is that Manchester United jersey. That shit is ugly as hell. And like, I can't believe Manchester Manchester United fans are trying to let people think the shit is drip. That shit is ugly as hell. And you can see it on Rashford's face. He is so embarrassed to wear that shit. And Rashford, man, listen. listen. Hey, mind you, it's bloody drip, but it's drip nonetheless. (laughs) Listen. Listen, Rashford, I know you're a fan of this show, man. Just come to Arsenal, man. Like you'll be loved here, man. Just they don't they won't put you in zebra stripes. That's it. TK, take it away. <laughs> well, I, I'll run on the back of that, man. Uh, if, if we're if we're down at things, it's it's really got to be. I think the Chelsea third kit takes the the cake as far as things that to, to be upset about. Uh, as ugly as the Manchester United third kit is. It doesn't compare <laughs> to, to, to how those colors <laughs> ruin. At least you could drip out the United. I don't know what you can do with that, that Chelsea one. Like, I'm sorry. Exactly. I got to cut the pinstripes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's kind of kind of crappy. Um, no, my up is going to be um, transfer season, man. We uh, we got Kai in. So, Kai, Brother Kai is home now. He's home. But can y'all get a keeper though? Yeah, yeah actually, his name is. Um, it's actually going to be a beautiful thing if it uh, if it works out. His name is. Ah, damn, I forgot his first name. Actually, um, his, his last name is Mandy, but uh, he's actually got this great story, man. He didn't go pro until like twenty four. It's very uh, kind of parallel to uh, to Vardy. You know, in the lower mm-hmm. leagues, worked his way up to promotion. Was the second keeper. So I, I'm just looking for a storybook you know, to a trophy as far as this season's concerned, man. So um, I'm really looking forward to uh, 
the the bog the bogey teams this year. Um, I, I mentioned Everton earlier Everton. in the podcast. Uh, they're they're making moves real real quietly. Thomas. Uh, so yeah, you know, got got to support the Colombians as always. Uh, so I wish Hamas the best. Hopefully he he lights it up. I had trouble picking some fantasy players, and uh, had he already been confirmed with his loan, I would have maybe have selected Calvin uh, Calvin Lewitt uh, whatever Cal- Lewitt. I can't fuck <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> they're they're the winger for uh, for Everton. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, you know it would have been a nice thing. Um, other than that, man, I'm just uh, you know shout out to uh, to everyone living, enjoying their the, the summer. Hopefully, we we get some fall weather to cool things down. Um, COVID is uh, is still a thing, folks. So that's always very be much a persistent thing. down. Uh, you know, here here in the house of a uh, house of peace, in here. Well, one quick thing on on that note. Uh, y- y'all know about the Sturgis uh, bike rally up in like yeah, North Dakota? Man. Like they, they said, like like that. For his people, were still going up there this year for for the bike rally. So they contributed to over two hundred fifty thousand cases this year. Like that was like just like no, no not surprise. even a month ago. Like no surprise. Nobody, everybody up there, not wearing masks and just yeah. acting reckless as hell. Like. Especially, yeah, I mean, that's you know, the name of the game, man. Honestly, like, I was going to go get a test. Uh, I waited to go get my COVID test until after Labor Day because I knew mm-hmm. that, you know, there were going to be, of course, spikes uh, across the country. So, uh, yeah, you just got to protect yourself, man. But shout out oh. to uh, that, that leads me into my up. Um, shout out to this company called Pixel, P I X E L. They provide next day COVID testing. So you can order from them. It will arrive to the address you're choosing the following day, provided that it's not a, a Sunday. And then you can ship it back via a FedEx Dropbox. They provide you with the postage, and you get results in like two more days. So uh, I just implore everyone to, to you know, just, just be safe, man. Be, be smart. I know people want to see their families and stuff. This weekend was the first time I actually got out and saw um, anybody. Um, so I went hung out with my in-laws. And, you know, that, that was nice to kind of – get back to what life is like normally um so you know i i can't get down with the trump parades and the the bigger social gatherings and no i won't be well, at any matches one that sunk. <laughs> yeah all, but you know all all boats matter but yeah man uh um, glad to have you back on on the show though this week man like where can the people find you hey y'all can follow me at the ringo show on all the socials um you know i'm just there just a typical dad making dad jokes uh, with my dad pants looking for lap dances so you know uh holla at your boy you know for some so. typical shit <laughs> so, hey hey but uh ringo the love printer said what's up man yeah yeah i i actually saw her uh this weekend yeah <laughs> Yeah, 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 hopefully, you know, we can we can link back up soon. Like that, hopefully. uh, I'm glad to be on the show, man. I appreciate it, man. I'm mad I missed Tony and uh, Rashad. So maybe I can catch them next time. But yes, as always, coming again on the socials at FTC UTD. That'll work. That'll work. (laughs) Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. We're off off TikTok. Get that shit up. That's just that we go with God. Really, right man? I had a dance, man. Oh, you know what? You, know you what? can link that to our Instagram account, and and maybe we'll we'll do a, a live Friday, and it'll spotlight Ringo's TikTok dance. Hey. <laughs>
okay, he's, okay. He's obviously learned a little K-pop he wants to share folks. So <laughs> yeah, we're going to spotlight him. Hey, I'm with it. <laughs> well, yeah, we're glad to be back again. Make sure you subscribe to the show, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our YouTube channel for you so you can see these faces. You can see this clear camera that that that, that Ringo got. Say it again, Gregor. These these you got to trademark it. <laughs> what these faces? These faces. These chocolate faces, man. Jesus. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. These chocolate face. I like that. I like that. It, it, it was right. a coin turn. The, the chocolate and the cinnamon. The chocolate and the cinnamon. Yeah, I, I, I haven't dropped the, the video, folks, but we got a, a lot of great content coming to our, our YouTube channel, so in our, our Instagram feed, and lots of things like that. So um, we're, we're gonna drop it, and it's gonna be. It's gonna, it's gonna sound like a Trump. It's gonna be so great. It's gonna be like he's talking. Everything's wonderful and excellent. Huge. huge. Everything's exaggerated. So that's how excellent. You just can't stop watching the shit show. It's gonna be that fantastic. Well, yeah, man. We see you. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll be back next week with, with more shenanigans. But yeah, it's been, it's been real with y'all. We'll catch y'all soon for, for Ringo, for Coach, for Shaq, TK, and Frego. The coach is real. The coach is everywhere. We'll see y'all soon. I'm kind of forever. Who won't be? Who won't be?